0: Hey, what's up? It's me, David, host of the First Four Years podcast. Carving out your own path as a creative professional or an entrepreneur is not just a simple to follow process. It's an unfolding journey of self-discovery, learning, and development. So think of this podcast as a journal of that process, what it's really like in the early phase of starting out and building your own path as a creative today. And if you're coming with me on that journey, let's take that next step forward. Welcome to the first four years. Hey, hey, hey. Happy to be back. Hello, how is your day going? How is your week going? I just bought um, one of those life calendars. It's made by Wait But Why, if you've ever seen those before. And it shows a calendar of every week for 90 years. And then you can put an x in the amount of weeks that have passed and you can see how many weeks you've got left until you turn 90 um which i hope i make it to 90 i'm not sure maybe i'll make it past but uh, it's definitely interesting to have something like that to have some type of uh, you know poster or reminder that shows like hey life is short Time is passing and maybe you feel like that, man. I feel like for some reason, September and October have just been going by so, so quickly. I think it's probably because um, I've just been really busy lately um, in a good way, you know, trying to get things out the door like this show, my writing, stuff with that, the stock, um, you know, some personal stuff that I'm working on and yeah it's just interesting to kind of see those boxes filling up and it's just a good reminder of like man I really need to get after those things that I want right now because you just never know how much yeah you got to take action as as quick as possible like I think there's something to be said for having an urgency for your work and not an urgency in a stressful way Um, it's got to be kind of that positive like it's time to make it happen. I got to take action on this because you just never know. And you you want um, to make as many things happen as possible in the time that you've got. I don't know what got me thinking about that, but it has been um, an eventful month. One thing that's going on in my world that I want to share about is I've created a new uh, list for people involved, people interested in Death of Stock, so that people can get a bit more from us. You know, for the past four years, we've sent an email every month um, without, you know, without exception, every month we send an email. And then occasionally we put out a lot of other stuff, um, but it's not on any type of schedule. It's kind of here and there, and I've gotten really good responses to that type of work. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna formalize um, a concept that I've been kind of thinking about for a while, which is what I call creative caffeine. And the, the idea is, we've got a lot of tools now, right? Like when we started Death the Stock, there were a lot of stock images, but the stuff that was out there didn't really feel like a usable um, tool. But now things are changing. There's a lot more out there. We've provided a lot of tools for people. You've got Adobe, you've got Envision, you've got all these great companies providing us with tools. But it's not the tools per se that really make a difference. If you think about a painter today, They're using the same tools that people have been using for the past thousand years. Um, And so is it the paint that makes a difference? Is it the paintbrush? Is it Photoshop versus sketch that really makes that big of a difference? Is it the type of camera you have? Really, there's only a small sort of degree there between those different tools. But there's something else behind that that is going to... uh, really make something break through make you break through or not and that is the energy and excitement and sort of that positive progress you can bring to your work that's the first thing and the second thing is a good way of putting it maybe is not becoming status quo not becoming a standardized mind where you're just replicating what everyone else has done most famous artists most famous creators are doing things differently they're doing things differently in a way that stands out and that's risky and so this new Death the Stock list is about me helping people stand out by providing them with sort of that encouragement and inspiration and uh, resources that nudge you to sort of take risks in different directions. And I do that by sharing what's on my mind. I do that by sharing some tools and resources that, I've, that I'm using that might spark some ideas. Um, but it's really about helping you kind of hit your own personal edge so that you can stand out and that you can stay consistently excited um, and feeling good about progress in your work. So if you want to jump on that email list, um, I sent out a few uh, emails about this to the list as a whole. So you should have seen that if you're on the Death of Stock email list. If not, um, just let me know and I'll get you on that. I'm gonna be sending stuff out about once a week Sometimes I'll even send just like drafts of like here's how I pitched this person to be in my podcast. Here's how um, I organize uh, a brief for an artist. So all all of these things that that I plan on kind of shipping out are to help nudge you along that journey. So um, I spent a long time on this, but I think it's an important concept. Um, I hope that you, uh, if this sounds like something that's interesting to you. Um, I hope you jump on and just see what it's about. You can always unsubscribe or stick with our uh, monthly mailings. Um, but yeah, just wanted to throw that out there. So um, David at the first four years, David at death to the stock photo.com. If you're interested um, in jumping on that, just let me know. Okay. That's the pitch for that. I'm excited about it. What are we talking about today? Today we're talking tactics a little bit. I feel like uh, people enjoyed the, um, the posts that I had or the the podcast. That i put up about mentorship and how to find mentors um, because it was very tactical it really talked about like kind of how do you actually do this how do you actually get a mentor and since this is a show about what it's really like in the early phase i wanted to talk about something that i feel like maybe comes a bit natural to me um, that i'm going to try to deconstruct to help you with it and that's finding partnerships you know we just did a killer partnership with matt black which is this great agency um, in here in la i've done partnerships with medium in the past i've done partnerships with entrepreneurs like paul jarvis um you know even some of our early stuff with debt the stock i feel like a lot of growth came from smart collaborations and smart partnerships and i think this is a huge huge opportunity for people that are looking to grow what it is that they're making you can collaborate and partner to get in front of new audiences and provide value to new audiences so that you can get your work out there but how do you actually go about doing it how do you go about setting up a smart partnership or just even finding a partnership now the first thing i want to discuss is sort of the ladder strategy and a ladder strategy is this if you're just starting if you have no network no credibility it will be very difficult for you to suddenly work with uh, the the partnership ideal that you have in your mind in your market. So, you know, did we partner with medium day one of death of the stock? Road? No, because uh, that would have been very, very unlikely. The latter strategy is that you want to find sort of the the path of least resistance for the the simplest kind of quickest partner you can find that still is going to progress your project forward and uh, maybe get in front of some new people. But it's not so crazy that it's just never going to work out. And so rather than starting your company and being like, man, what if I could just partner with Red Bull? Who are the 10 companies that you need to partner with first to eventually partner with Red Bull? And what's the order in which you want to partner with them so that you can eventually kind of get to the next one and the next one and the next one and eventually that big company. So the first thing to know is pick a partner or a collaborator who is accessible, that you have some opportunity to get in front of, that you have some degree of connection with, who in your network or in your market is one step beyond where you are, but maybe isn't the exact same type of company. So i'll tell you one of the the first collaborations we did at death of stock which was really great for us is we were just starting out it was you know maybe a few months in if that and i was lucky to be connected um with Allie, who was helping me uh with the business she helped start death of the stock photo and Allie, through her design work had been connected with this guy brandon reich and brandon reich is if you don't know him an incredible graphic designer he's done merchandise and albums for pretty much everybody you've ever heard of you know leonard skinner Blink 182 uh madonna you know just everybody he did the album art for um 21 pilots and so just he's a master he's unbelievable and there was two things one we needed a logo because i don't even think we had a logo at that point that's how early this was And two, Brandon is somebody who's very respected in the field of designers. And since Death of the Stock Photo is geared somewhat towards designers, we knew that if we could collaborate with a designer who had some kind of clout in that industry, that it would look good on us to align with that creator, Um, but also we could maybe get a, a logo out of it. And so we approached Brandon, who, again, we had some type of connection to, I had actually hosted some meetups in Columbus for designers specifically, and Brandon had come to some of those. So it was sort of a warm welcome. I'd, I'd provided value for him, and that I had hosted these meetups and facilitated them and introduced him to some people. And I just was very honest with them for where we were at. I kind of just said, you know, you know, this is a totally new project. He thought it was fun. I said, we didn't have a logo. Um, He started sketching on this napkin and like pretty organically, we were able to um, find a way to work together, which was he would create our logo um, and then we would share that with our list and say like, look at our new logo, look how great it is. And it's Brandon who did it. Like, we're really proud about that. And again, there was some type of warm relationship there. We started with somebody who was approachable that we could actually reach. You know, he lived in the same city um, and because we partnered up because he did our logo he posted it on dribble and that's a community that we didn't have a a big in with but he has a big following on and so that drove some awareness and traffic it also aligned us with this artist who is well respected in the area and then we were able to share that story with our community and also share um you know brandon and his work to the people who are paying attention paying attention to our work so It was this very like mutually beneficial relationship that was sort of set up there. And so step one is really finding somebody who's just maybe a little bit of a step up that has an audience that's aligned with who you're trying to target and figuring out a way to work together. For us, it was just having him use his strengths. um, And then he, you know, without us even prompting it was able to post about us, um, which drove some traffic. And that kind of uh, paid off for him as well. In the long run, Um, we, We passed him some introductions to some people. We had him redo our logo about two years later. Um, So it was an ongoing relationship. It wasn't just this thing where we're just trying to get something from him. We really wanted to collaborate and bring him into the fold. And I think there's a lot of opportunity to build a relationship through a partnership or collaboration. It's not just looking at it as something where how can you get something from them? And so you want to start with somebody who's reachable, who's not just like that person at the high end of your list. You want to um, figure out a way to add value to that other person. I think that's really key. When you approach the person for the partnership, you want to tell a great story. What's the why behind the business? Why is this important? <clears throat> and you want to be able to articulate to them them so they can get excited and get behind the idea. Then you know what's in it for them? And then what's the clear way that they can contribute? So those are kind of the three elements to start with. What's the why? You want to be able to explain that really well. What's the value that they're going to get? Start with the value they're going to get out of it. And then be really clear about the scope of the ask. So I'll try to pitch this. I hope I'm remembering everything correctly, but uh, here's maybe how I approach Brandon. Hey, Brandon, you remember me from the meetups. I've been doing this really interesting project called Death of the Stock Photo. The reason this is so important is because for the first time, we feel like we're able to give people realistic photography to use, not all that cheesy stuff that you see online. I'm sure you've had to deal with that a ton um, in your career, and so we just want to let people use stuff that feels real and natural. And we want to help you know designers who are just starting, people who are learning, people who are kicking off their blog, to have the resources necessary to create and share their projects. So what I'm thinking is maybe we can get you to do our logo. You know, we're totally bootstrapped, we're just starting. I'm not sure if we can pay full price or anything like that, but I'm thinking if you can do our logo, we could do this really fun kind of uh, image where there's like maybe a knife going through a photo or something like that. Like there's kind of this fun brand we can use, but we can tell that story to our audience. You know, we've got a few thousand people signed up to this email list and, um. I want to share about you and your work because that's important to us to talk about the people who are involved. Um, And we do that with our photographers as well. So what we're hoping for is for you to create our first logo. Um, Would you be interested in that? So again, the idea is, you know, tell your story, and be really specific about what the value is going to be to them um, and what what you need for them. Because if any of that stuff is off or ambiguous, I think partners will sort of just really be turned off there. And the more value you can provide a partner, the more likely it is that they're going to provide value back um, and potentially even over deliver for you. Like we had never talked about him sharing on Dribble, but I think he liked the project. I think he liked us, and therefore he shared on his Dribble. Now, beyond that, when I was talking about the ladder strategy, then the question is like, okay, we're just starting out, we've got this cool new logo now, we've shared the story, we had this good interaction with Brandon, and um, now when I want to reach out to another partner, maybe it is in the graphic design field, maybe it is uh, another designer who's also well known, or maybe another artist, and when I reach out, I say, It's the same process that I just talked about. It's telling your story. It's what's the value for them. It's being really clear about what that partner and what the partnership looks like. But but not only that, when you tell your story, you bring in the story of the previous partnership. And if that company or that person knows the previous person and they see them as credible, now you're sort of aligned with them and it feels much more trustworthy for that new partner to say yes. So I'm telling my story to them. It's a totally new project. I'm trying to be clear. I'm trying to you know, sell our idea. But also I'm going to say, and by the way, we actually just did this really cool uh, project with Brandon Reich. Um, if you don't know Brandon, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and in that way, you start to build this network of partners. And every time you're trying to sell this collaboration you're bringing in these stories from past partnerships. And so at this point, I have a huge list of different partnerships that we can run through. And so when I approach a potential partner, I can describe to them all these unique partnerships we did. You know, we did this uh, recording of how to make a logo with Brandon Reich when he did our logo. We did this thing with Medium to try to help people start to be writers. And you start to build kind of this like expertise and clout um, in a way that it makes other partners more interested in jo- joining on board with you. And so that's kind of the, the strategy I'm talking about with laddering. So find, so find a partner or a collaborator who's in your market that's not doing exactly what you're doing, but instead is talking to a similar audience. Figure out a way that you can give value to that partner, figure out a clear ask, which is the idea of the partnership, like why do a collaboration or partnership, and then craft that story to be compelling. And once you get that first partner, it only gets easier because then you can look for the next collaboration and partnership. Then you can use those two to find the next collaboration and partnership. Um, And so that's kind of all, all there is to it really you want to be very aware of um, where your partner's at with stuff, your collaborators. Like I try to be really synced up with them as much as possible just because it's really important when it comes to the goal or the outcome of the partnership or collaboration and the purpose. We want to be really clear there. Clarity is your friend here um, because ambiguity for especially a big partner, like a medium is scary, right? Like they don't want to just say yes to something and not understand exactly what it is that they just said yes to. So uh, that's all today. Hopefully, that kicks you off in starting to understand how to uh, get partners involved or find a collaborator, and then start laddering kind of from one collaborator to the next. Um, and this is a thing that's beneficial for everybody. I think we've benefited a ton of our different partners too, because we approach it with how we can give value first. Um, so I think if you if you talk to those partners, they'd say they actually had a great um, experience in that, and that's what you want every time. All right. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you review, that makes me very happy. You can send me a note, David at thefirstfouryears.com. If you have questions you want answered on air, or if you're just stuck somewhere and you want to, um, send me a note about it and maybe this way I can help out. Um, that's it for now. And, uh, yeah, I hope you, hope you hop on the death of stock insiders list because I'm excited about some of the stuff that's going to come out through that. Um, but that's all for now. I'll talk to you later.